0: Just six months after Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a law aiming to limit fraud and the spread of misinformation about abortion in Illinois, the state's AG has agreed not to enforce the law. Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raul filed the agreement in federal court on Monday. And this came after a judge sided with anti-abortion groups who sued the state, alleging religious discrimination. So joining us now from Springfield to break down the latest developments on this story is WBEZ State House reporter Mawa Iqbal. Hey Mawa. Hey
1: Mawa. Hey, how's it going?
0: Going well. Thank you so much for for joining us this morning. Now Tell us, why did the attorney general agree to this deal, basically to not enforce a state law?
1: Yeah, I mean, my my best guess is they probably felt like they couldn't win the case. Um, uh, So so basically the the lawsuit is a result of um, the Thomas More Society, the National Institute for Family Life Advocates and a bunch of other pregnancy centers across uh, the Chicago area. And they were arguing that it violates uh, the center's First Amendment rights. And so back in August, uh, the judge that was um, taking the lawsuit, so the Northern District Federal Court Judge, Ian Johnston, granted the plaintiffs a preliminary injunction, which basically just means like a temporary halting of the ban. And in his um, ruling, he quotes, calls the uh, law stupid and very likely unconstitutional. Oh, wow. And so when I was talking... Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very bold uh, words from the judge. And so but when I was talking to the lead attorney for the Thomas More Society yesterday, uh, Peter Breen, he was saying that, you know, this was a pretty strong indication that the judge would rule at an outcome that is favorable
0: to the plaintiffs. I see. Take us back. Governor Pritzker signed this law back in July. Remind us what it was intended to do in the first place.
1: Yeah, so this was part of a big push um, from Democratic lawmakers in Springfield to expand abortion access um, after the fall of Roe versus Wade. And also just with surrounding states, uh, more more conservative, Republican-controlled states enacting abortion restrictions. And so basically this law specifically barred crisis pregnancy centers from using misinformation or deceptive practice practices to steer people away from abortions and so they they filed it under the um, larger consumer fraud act that Illinois already had on the books and basically it was to deter pregnancy centers from engaging in tactics that um, a lot of advocates like like abortion rights advocates called to be very nefarious and devious.
0: Yeah for those who aren't familiar Mawa tell us what services these crisis pregnancy centers provide.
1: Yeah, so these CPCs are often Christian-based nonprofit clinics. They employ uh, mostly volunteers, but they'll have some uh, medically licensed staff um, working there as well. But the services they provide are mostly like ultrasound screenings, STI testing, pregnancy testing. They'll have counseling and uh, parenting workshops and, and things like that, parenting classes. Uh, But they very specifically and very pointedly don't refer or provide abortions, and so a lot of the plaintiffs, right, uh, in in the in the lawsuit, were worried that because of this fact that that you know centers will often not refer for abortions, even they're worried that um, someone can misconstrue that as misinformation or deceiving, Mm -hmm. and then open the door for lawsuits. So that's why that's their main argument, and
0: so that's why they've come under fire then for these you know deceptive practices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that even so so the Chicago Abortion Fund, for example, they have this Mm helpline where people can call in and report, you know, uh, we've received this sort of treatment from CPCs. And some of the anecdotes they had were pretty harrowing, honestly, like like they talked about this one uh, mother daughter duo that that came from Wisconsin um, and they were accidentally led to a CPC and, and there they like held the daughter in a room for hours and like prayed over her when, when they specifically asked for an abortion and they just wouldn't let her go. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's things like that. Or or lying about gestational age too. Um oh, and, really and, and overinflating the risk. Yeah, so so that that's kind of what advocates for the law were saying was that some of these centers do engage in like misinformation or, or just mm-hmm. lying about certain facts of pregnancy to discourage and shame people from getting abortion care.
0: So this deal, so that we're clear, what does it mean for the CPCs then?
1: Yeah, so I guess it doesn't change too much. I mean, the the, the order itself, you know, says that the state of Illinois is now permanently prohibited from enforcing this law that's yeah. like specifically names and calls out CPCs. But so they can carry on. And, 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 yeah, they, they can carry on, right? But But, but theoretically, too, like, people can still file a lawsuit against CPCs under the General Consumer Fraud and, and Deceptive Business Practices Act. And that, that's what uh, Attorney General Kwame Rowell said in his statement after he entered the order, was that th- this doesn't necessarily stop people from doing that. It's just, you know, now they can't specifically, you know, I guess, deter CPCs Yeah. At, and the people, state level. And
0: the people working in these facilities, Mawa, are, are they licensed medical professionals?
1: Um, sometimes, sometimes they'll have, um, uh, registered nurses or advanced practice registered nurses, okay. but the majority of them are volunteers from like the local ministries.
0: Yeah. Since the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year, Illinois, as we know, has really become a, a medical destination for people who want abortions, uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, of its central location here in the Midwest, that's for one. What does access to reproductive health care look like in the state right now, Mawa?
1: I mean, it looks it still looks pretty good. I I would say like we we, you know, have codified the right to um, get and and obtain an abortion in Illinois and Planned Parenthood of Illinois has done a lot of great work to expand um, their reach. So um, opening up new centers and clinics closer to state lines uh, like the Indiana state line and the Missouri state line, where they know that. Um, those people will be coming in. Um, people are, are still able to uh, receive or, or get insurance coverage for abortion care too. That was a law that was passed last spring. Mm-hmm. So there are quite a few protections still, but but this one in particular. I mean, I, I was reading an article written by uh, Capital News Illinois where, where they spoke with uh, one of the bill sponsors for this pregnancy center bill, mm-hmm. and she did say that it felt like a gut punch to to women right where where you know they they were hoping that the attorney general would put up a a a better fight so to speak but but you know they 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 said that they'll still keep working and and planned parenthood of illinois too i I talked to them a couple days ago about this and they they said the same thing too they're like well we'll keep working keep trying to provide you know critical care to people who need it this hopefully won't stop us from doing that but it definitely is is a I think kind of shocking, shocking news for a lot
0: of people. Yeah, for sure. As you, as you report, it's a, a rare win for the anti-abortion rights movement in this state. Uh, what are folks in support of access to abortions saying?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying that, you know, this is, it, it's a rare win, but also that they, they did kind of expect it. judge uh, Ian Johnston is um, a Trump appointed judge who is more conservative leaning and, um, you know so so they weren't totally surprised when this happened but, yeah. but but like i mentioned earlier they're they're still pretty committed to making sure that people will um, still receive access to abortion care and other reproductive services abortion medication
0: as well and yeah yeah well before i let you go what's next will, will lawmakers maybe try to make the law less vague
1: um that's something that we can definitely look out for but as far as like what's next from the um uh, plaintiff side, I, when I spoke with the Thomas Moore attorney, they said that there is another law that they're litigating against. It was one that was passed in 2016 in Illinois, where it required CPCs to provide referrals for services they don't offer. So that would include abortion. And so Thomas Moore Society, a bunch of uh, these same groups were arguing that this also violates the center's freedom of speech, um, because you're compelling these centers to uh, Refer for something that they don't believe in, or they, they that, that doesn't align with their beliefs, and so the um, the attorney said that the judge will hear that case, um, or, or there will be an update in that case uh, this early next year, okay. so that there'll be something to look out for. See see how the judge rules in that one. It's the same judge too. It's Judge Ian Johnston. The so. the
0: judge with the strong words.
1: Yes, <laughs> that, <laughs> that judge.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it there for now. Yeah. That's Mawa Iqbal, WBEZ State House reporter in Springfield. Thanks, Mawa.
1: Thank you.